The Morning Huddle with David Hurlbutt, weekday mornings at 8. Hey, where did we go? Days when the rains came. Down in the hollow. 8.30 in the morning. Playing a new game. We are making a turn here. Very appropriate as we watch schools coming from the Open Championship. We are teeing off on the 10th and joining us for the back nine, none other than Lori Latimer-Volkman, editor of MileHighReport.com. I get to call her LLV, but I never really asked. I just started doing it. <laughs> How you doing, Lori? <laughs> I'm doing great, DH. <laughs> touche, touche. Oh, Lori, <laughs> one of my favorite people in the world. Uh, so where are you? You said you're in Texas this week, some pickleball clinic or something going on? I am visiting my parents in in outside Tyler, Texas. So, I am in the middle of you know hot, hot, hot weather. Absolutely, no, absolutely. Uh, Texas in July, well done. You didn't want to go there for Thanksgiving <laughs> or something? Oh, listen, my son. This is it's even worse. He's going to um, he's going to a he's going to a camp, an engineering camp at Rice University. So he's going to Houston. Houston in July is worse than every other place in Texas in July, I'm pretty sure. Yes, yes. He, you couldn't find a camp on the equator somewhere for him to study? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I think part of it is just survival, right? If you can survive high temps, you're, you're destined for NASA or whatever you want to do. There you go. There you go. All right, Lori Latimer-Volkman. Um, you know, training camp starts. It's around the corner. Uh, what are you most excited about right now for your Denver Broncos? I'm excited about football. I'm excited. I mean, I know we talked about this last week, and it's been great to have a pretty boring summer and not have and not like waste our time on nonsense about quarterback talk. But it is like I'm ready to see it in action. <laughs> ready to yeah, ready yeah. to see these guys working. I'm ready to see all the you know these receivers and and how they are actually you know their chemistry with Russell Wilson. I'm ready to see you know, several, uh, you know, like kind of how the defensive line is shaping up. We got a lot of young guys. We, you know, we did get some good free agents on defense. So basically just kind of seeing how everybody fits in. And if, you know, the promise is going to be as as high as we hope. <laughs> Talking with LLV, the editor of milehighreport.com, looking at one of her most recent articles here. Key to the Broncos offense will be getting Terrell Davis the ball. So, you know, that's <laughs> yeah, straight out of 1998, baby. Yep. I bust Lori's chops about how often she writes, but of course she does some great stuff. But you believe the key is throwing the ball. Tell me why. Well, I mean, my article is based off what some other people were saying and kind of reporting on that and seeing what other people think, which I always think is interesting because, you know, we now finally have a quarterback who can throw the ball, who is kind of known for running, you know, using his legs. But I think enough people like to point out that isn't probably his, his, like, we don't, we shouldn't think of him as a running quarterback the way maybe we think about some of these other guys. And because he can throw the deep ball and he's got a, you know, he's, he's got an arm and in Seattle, they didn't use him that way. They, they really ran the ball and, and we keep, we've been trying to do that the last few years. We kept talking about how we're going to run the ball and then throw, but we've just never, we have never figured out the perfect balance. And now we have this opportunity. We have a quarterback with an arm. 
We have a quarterback who can run when he needs to. And we have some running backs that really should make for a great running game. So sure. I, what was interesting about, so the article I wrote was based on Warren Sharp doing his season preview. And he was saying that the, the key for the Broncos will be basically being able to throw the ball when it's not necessarily predictable. You know, rather than always running on first and second down and then being in, you know, dire straits and having to throw the ball on third and eight, like the defense, there's no guessing game for the defense. But now, with Russell Wilson, we can throw whenever we want. <laughs> and the yes. defense should always be guessing. And we have, we do have a, we should, we should have a running game that can really keep that defense guessing because, you know, they're not going to, they're not going to just hang back. They're, they're not going to just stack the box. Like they can't do one thing or the other, which they have kind of been able to do more in the past. Yeah, look, you, you said a lot of things which I agree with. Uh, I would hope to never give up on the run. I, th- I'm, I am old school, uh, you know, going back to, to Emmett Smith and running the ball and winning Super Bowls back when Dallas was relevant. But run, run, run at times, and you set up that play action, and wow, the play action from Russell yeah. Wilson to yeah. Sutton or Judy or, or Hamler. I mean, this could be really fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like – What's great is we really do have the full offense now. We have the full arsenal. We've, we've got the quarterback. We've got the receivers. We've got the running backs. We hopefully, you know, have a, a, a decent offensive line. Certainly one better, I think, than Russ Wilson's had to, had to work with the last couple of years. Um, so, it, you know, it's all there for the taking. Yes, yes. Uh, defense looks solid. We, we can't forget the defense was, it was very, very good last year. Do you expect the defense uh, to be about the same, a little better, a little drop off? What are you hoping for with the D? Yeah, I'm. Re- I am. I'm a little curious about the defense because I think, you know, at the beginning, certainly last year, we had Von Miller, <laughs> um, yep. and and I do think our pass rush is still, you know, still to be seen whether Bradley Chubb can can play a full season. How, you know, how strong Malik Reed will be, how some of our, um, you know, some of our, if our rookies are going to, you know, step in, um, in that, you know, in some of those roles. Same thing with the defensive line, like with DJ Jones, you know, adding him, and I should say, and adding Randy Gregory, hopefully he's healthy, you know, like that, that will help our pass rush. But, you know, we, we need these guys to perform, to be healthy the way we think they will. And I, you know, then we have a lot of young guys waiting in the wings. So it'll be, I'm curious to see how they, how they develop, how much they need to contribute and how strong they are. So the defense is a little bit of a question mark, ironically for me. Okay. Okay. I'll tell you what I'm curious about and we can dissect this more and more as we roll into training camp and, and you're a little curious about the defense. You said to me, the question mark is going to be that special teams again. I mean, what, what a debacle oh, yeah. the last few years, huh, Lori? It, it, it can only go one way, and that's up. <laughs> I know. I guess that's a good thing. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> when you when you start at the bottom, yeah, I'm glad. That's a really good point to, because special teams is the thing you kind of forget about until you're in a game, and then you're really angry that you you know muffed a punt or you can't block a guy and he makes it all the way to the end zone. And it's like, what are we doing? And special teams does kind of get the short shrift. I think even in practice, because you're using guys from both sides. Yeah. But it, 
you know, you got to love the teams that recognize, you know, like the Ravens, they, they know <laughs> special teams is important and you yes. can win or die. You can, you can, you can win or lose. You can, you can definitely, you know, lose a game big time because of just a few mistakes on special teams. Hey, look, my favorite football coach of all time, Parcells, uh, just preached, preached special teams when he was with the Giants. And then with Dallas, the two teams I really watched when he coached, uh, you know, they just rarely beat themselves on special teams and occasionally made a big play. Or if it was fourth and 10 and, and the offense was doing nothing all day, he, you know, they would do, a, you know, a, a fake punt or something. And they would often execute it because he really dedicated times, uh, you know, practice time to special teams. And he just never saw those Giants and Cowboys teams beat themselves on special teams. And boy, you saw the Broncos do that so often last couple of years. So just, oh, my goodness. I, I don't need yeah. touchdowns every single game from special teams, which would be fun, but just don't beat yourself every every game with special teams. Right. And, yeah, I mean, it's such a good point because all it takes, even if, if one guy runs back, a t you know, a, a kickoff for a touchdown, even if you're winning, you just change the momentum so, yes. so quickly. <laughs> You know, you're suddenly your offense feels the pressure, your defense feels, you know, let down and the other side and your opponent is, Hey, we can do anything. <laughs> and, and it, it often is such a, a big shift in the game. And likewise, if you make a big mistake where you, you know, you lose the ball and you give them the ball, like, you know, 10 yards from the end zone, like it just, it, it can, it can change the momentum much quicker than, in, you know, anything the offense or defense can do sometimes. Yeah, no, you're right. Look, a pick six is huge, obviously, but a field position, a quick change in field position, either, you know, pinning pinning the opponent within their five-yard line or a nice punt return, you know, from the five all the way to, say, the 35, it's huge. Uh, you're preaching to the choir. Lori, last question, and uh, look, I don't want to get into politics because who knows, you and I may be on the opposite ends of the spectrum, so just forget <laughs> politics. <laughs> but I think it's right. pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool that Condoleezza Rice – is involved in this ownership group. I mean, put politics aside, you know, a Stanford professor, the first female, the first black female secretary of state, a, a world-class, you know, classical pianist, everything she does, she succeeds in. The first woman to be a member of Augusta National, the golf club. I mean, and since this is yeah. just not a hobby for her. She loves football. Yeah. I think this is great. I do. It's just really impressive. Like her... Her resume is awesome. And then you're like, and she loves football. I mean, come on. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> this is a woman after my own heart in, in that regard. And yeah, Absolutely. I think that, I think it's, someone pointed this, like just some person pointed this out on Twitter. And I, um, I, I really appreciate it. Like, and I don't think I, it's, I don't know. I mean, in these, this day and age, especially like every time a team brings on, a minority person in any capacity, whether it's a female or whether it's you know, a person of color, there's a tendency to be like, Oh, they're doing it, you know, for the PR or whatever. But, you know, it, at the same time, like this is, ha this is how we change the, the face of, you know, a, a sport an industry, you know, and make it more diverse is you just start doing it, you know, bring people on into ownership, you bring people into the coaching ranks and, and you, 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 sometimes you, you make a point to, to, you know, to look for that diversity. And so someone pointed out how diverse the Broncos organization is across the board. When you just look at 
coaching staff, ownership, management, uh, you know, the, you know, like people that work at Dove Valley. And I, you know, I don't know all of it, but I know we've, you know, we've been some of the first to hire some of the first women in some, in some important roles. And certainly for, you know, for a while we, we had, uh, you know, we were even looking at a, a, a female owner. So I do, I do think we should appreciate that the Broncos do kind of have a mindset of, you know, moving into this more diverse kind of environment with, with football, which has been a, you know, very traditional set of demographics. And I love it. I appreciate the Broncos and any of the teams that I, you know, I see doing that. I think it's important. Yeah. No, the Raiders did it as well. First female president, I believe. So look, the AFC West making some nice movement in this area. Uh, yeah, Lori, that's good. please good drink a lot of water. Yeah, good for football. Good for them. Drink a lot of water. Stay cool. Jump in the pool. Stay inside. Please take it easy. Would you please down there in Texas? <laughs> that is exactly what I plan on doing. Air conditioning city, baby. Nice, nice. We need you ready to go this fall. Take care, my friend. <laughs> Thanks. You do the same. Lori Latimer Volkman, folks, editor, milehighreport.com. Great website, everything Broncos. Come on back. One more segment in the week. Glad you could join us. This is the Morning Huddle. Give me a soft, subtle mix. And if it ain't broke, then don't try to fix it. And think of the summers of the past. Adjust the bass and let the alpine blast pop in my